0: hello and you are listening to live in la viva voce my name is Meg.
1: my name is adam
0: and joining us uh here today in the lovely lovely city of toronto is a very good friend of mine caroline do you want to
2: introduce yourself Hello. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast, Megan and Adam. So I'm Caroline, and I've known Meg for many years now. Uh, we met in high school, so. Caroline, your voice
0: is so, like, ASMR.
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> That's so funny. I only
0: say that because, and Adam told me this just before you came, I have this very obnoxious voice i i not didn't
1: use the word obnoxious just I, not I don't want that for, on the record
0: uh, for daytime radio <laughs> certainly not for daytime it was certainly not for nighttime radio um and definitely perhaps not for um podcasting but yeah your voice when you like lent into the microphone it was so mellow like i felt like we could put like music or some kind of like easy M- jazz Muzak. easy jazz behind it and like i could drive for hours at night and just listen to it
2: so this is my uh, backup plan if uh, my career options don't work out is I'm going to go into radio. No, I'm kidding. But uh, Meg, oh, nice I, feel like, I feel like you have a nice radio voice. Like, I feel like you're very articulate. You i know? Think, you know too articulate. I
1: think if we had a better person on the mixing desk, I think I think Meg would be a great... Wow, mate. exactly. I know, it's true, yeah. right? Like, I just can't capture your... My, I can't gra- capture your My totally. gravitas.
0: My gravitas. Well, before we start, Caroline, do you want to tell us a little bit about your um, areas
2: of expertise? No, wh-
1: how? Why are you qualified to be on this podcast? <laughs> Who gave you the right to be here? Well,
2: <laughs> I am not an expert in anything, um, and so the only thing that qualifies me to be here is uh, nepotism, knowing Meg <laughs> and Adam. So uh, sheer desperation. <laughs> isn't,
1: isn't that the way? Of isn't most that the way of
0: most? Well, I mean, I mean, wh- what areas do you? Do you like to research? Do you work in um, kind of kind of your own academic uh, background and your personal interests and stuff like
2: that? Um, sure. So, well, I studied biology at McGill, and so I focus more on like conservation biology and ecology, and um, took some environment courses. So that's what I'm interested in. I'm interested in sustainability as well, and just the human side yeah. of things. And right now, I work for the government of Ontario. We're going to have Cabin, to redact Alex. all of this. So, uh, yeah, we're going to have to the, like, um, this out. Any views expressed in this podcast do not represent <laughs> oh the views God. of the government of Ontario? Just yeah, putting oh that disclaimer gosh. out there. Well, <laughs> out. Caroline's
0: going full civil <laughs> servant here.
2: I yeah. actually think you should cut that out. I don't think you should include that. <laughs> <laughs> for <Yeah>. real.
0: <laughs> um, anyways. Uh, what, let's see. What am I going to say? What am I going to say? Boop, 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 boop. I mean, I feel like... I feel like uh, of our, all of our guests so far, all three of them. You know, myself coming from an English background, Adam coming from a computer science background, B coming from like space science, yep. Becca coming from you know um, American history, yeah, yep. you know, and now Caroline with environmental justice and policy. I think I think it, that's the best thing about bringing guests on to the show. I think.
1: Yeah, I think we've got a, a sort of real a sort of cross-section of expertise there yeah. you know i mean you're more of an expert than us and that that's all that that's all that really matters right like is someone slightly more qualified than exactly us.
0: exactly so
1: i think without any further ado we should uh, hear from our supervisor and find out what our topic is for this week yes. uh so uh over to katie yes
2: hello and welcome to live in la viva voce i'm your supervisor kate green head of the department of
0: pissed off students Joining our course this week, serial academics Meg Zhang and Adam Green and a newcomer to the Live in You Voce PhD circuit. Unfortunately, we have had to shorten the length of our academic programme. Our candidates will have to complete their research on whether university should be free in just one hour. To help structure their work, we have given them 20 minutes to do their research and 7.5 minutes to present. So without further ado, your funding starts now.
1: OK, so what's the opinions here? Should university be free?
0: Oh my god, Ooh. Caroline's writing it out like getting ready. It's like a debate now.
2: Yeah, honestly, I was thinking that debaters would be really, really good at this. Honestly,
0: we should get my we should get my friend Jeffrey to, to go on this. Cause that guy is and also he I mean he does he is really interested in diplomacy um and, and lobbying as well. Um but he has an extensive, extensive history in um Dubai. debate. Formal debate,
1: but sh- the, the real question is: is you know, is this podcast a debate podcast? Right? You no. Know?
0: no. If anything, it's pure bands.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think of anything. We are not serious enough to be doing that. Um, the real question is: is not should university be free, but should high school be paid?
0: What? No. <laughs> now it's depressing. Oh my gosh. Okay, I know what I know what my talk is going to be about.
2: What's it going to be about?
0: See, now I don't know. Well, here's another thing about recording this <laughs> podcast yeah, is whatever... Do you give away your secret? Do you give it away? Exactly. Because then I might lose the I might lose the, uh, the, element of surprise, the element of shock.
1: Who would be... I'm trying to think where I'm going to find the most like vociferous opinions on whether or not university should be free. I, I feel like it's a toss-up between Tumblr and Twitter. Let me ask Twitter. Let's see what Twitter thinks about university.
0: Caroline how about yourself? Oh my gosh.
2: Oh my gosh. So passionate. Wow. Basically. I need to I need to gather more information before I can. That's uh, that's make seven my and decision. a half
1: minutes right there for me.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: basically my whole thing. I like to spend like the first 5 to 10 minutes of the allotted 20 minutes really just, you know, getting in the space. Getting in the space of the topic. And then I like to spend the last 5 minutes just dramatically and desperately trying to finish
1: you know what would help is if we are a little bit type safe
0: well I to, can i just say okay listeners i'm going to take you behind the scenes so every time i try to order food on and i won't put their names specifically here because they're not paying us to advertise for them but you know food delivery apps and what it rhymes
1: with Beats.
0: exactly anyways I have the worst luck, and finally the food is coming in, like, less than 10 minutes. So I don't know what we're going to have to do about that, but there you go. Taking you behind the scenes. Wow. Wow. All right.
2: Can I know what's so surprising?
0: Well, let's just say that I'll be talking about some extant free universities, as it were. I see, I see.
1: I'm gonna take the counter.
0: I'm, I'm, wow! I, Here we go, Caroline I'm, and I are gonna
2: really freaking duel it out. I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna argue that university should not be free.
2: Interesting. Well, so you're just gonna maintain what is currently you're gonna maintain the status quo. Yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm gonna I'm
1: gonna maintain the status quo. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ruffle feathers. I'm gonna I'm gonna come out the gate swinging. I'm gonna I'm gonna. I'm gonna I'm gonna say the things that people don't wanna hear. I'm gonna say the things that people are ready to hear. No, I'm not. I'm not that uh,
0: Honestly, I feel like I need to write stuff down too. In my previous in the previous episodes I've always written things down because I've always thought of it as just a more easy way of organizing things. Um,
1: So, okay, here's a question then for you guys. So, presumably, you're both going to take the argument that, like, university should be free, right? Mm-hmm. Is that sort of like the punchline of where are coming from?
0: Yes. No. I'm actually not. Okay. I'm going Spot into a twist. different
1: direction. You're, you're saying that university shouldn't cost money. Yeah, it costs <laughs> blood. Yeah, like, it's a fight to the death every year. Like, there's, like, a blood sport element to it.
2: But I would argue that blood is just another form of currency in oh. this imaginary world. Then, you know, this imaginary world where you, you play, you um, you pay for university with your your literal blood, sweat, and tears.
1: Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. So, how would your system work? Do it so, everyone, anyone could go to university for free.
0: Well, hang on, we haven't begun this. Also, this isn't a formal debate.
1: No, no, I'm I'm not debating. I'm just I'm just picking brains. I'm just I'm just. I'm just trying to, to get an idea of, of, of the notion of free university that I'm going to be arguing against.
2: We're not giving any spoilers away. Yes, uh. exactly. I mean,
0: we have ten minutes. Ten, minutes. ten whole minutes? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm done my research, meaning that I can go collect the sushi. <laughs> <laughs> when it, That's you know, it, you're, you're done. Comes.
2: No, I'm you're, good. You're, I'm you're good. completely oh. done. I'm completely done. Meg is just that smart. She Gosh. doesn't need to do any more research. It's all in I'm so excited.
0: Adam, what are you
1: researching? So, I'm not anti-free university. I'd just like to put that out there to begin with. And the only reason I'm taking the contrary opinion is because I you sometimes... You like
0: being contrary. I like
1: being contrarian, even though I, I am quite... I'm broadly... I broadly support the notion of free university. Okay. But it has got me thinking, right? Like, that's not a very clear definition of what free university is, right? Mm. So, would free university include cost of living? Mm. Right? Because so, and this is where it sort of becomes a bit of a blurred line for me. It's mm. like, it's one thing to say tuition should be free, right? Sure. Fine, right. But after you finish high school, right, and presumably you moved out, I realise this is a very 20th yeah, century Yeah, this is a very 20th like, century like atomic, Western notion. Yeah, notion of like, you know, like but, but you know, at what point At what point does your fiscal responsibility stop and the state's fiscal responsibility start right so tuition I think you know in a free university model that's obviously the the one thing that is definitely covered no matter what right but should that include accommodation should that include food should that include recreation Mm -hmm. right you know at what point do we say that like you know you know, university education the, the the value of university education is that contribution to the economy, right? At what point do we say, actually, you know what, you're responsible for this aspect of paying for that versus, you know, you're responsible, we'll take on the burden sure. of paying for that, right? Because ultimately, just making university tuition free doesn't necessarily lower the barrier to entry to going to university, right? Like, as someone who may be indigenous, for example, if you live in Canada, you live in the US, right? Is going to university just as simple as saying, well, tuition's free? The answer is, well, obviously not, right? You know, there's the cost of relocation, there's the cost of being away from community, there's the emotional strain of that as well. Yeah. So my sort of question, and question I'm trying to ask and trying to answer is, is it just as simple, is, is, the, is, is the fix just as simple as, mm. here's free university, mm. off your trot. Off your trot. And my answer no.
0: It, very interesting. Well, I mean, you know, uh, don't don't give too much away.
1: Yeah, I know, right. Uh,
0: I mean, we still have uh, seven minutes. Uh, cut this out of the episode, Adam. With the sushi is here, so I will.
1: Mm, tasty. Go for it. I go. Go for it. Run.
2: So, Adam, I would actually challenge your point that the point of university oh, is to is already to, turning into a debate. Is to contribute to the economy because. You know, what if people just want to go to university to learn, to better themselves and to improve, or not even necessarily improve society, but, say, improve themselves and, I guess, by consequence, improve society um, in other ways?
1: Sure. Rap, I, guys, I'm,
2: I'm back. The sushi's delayed.
1: And I don't, and I don't dispute that, right? Like, I, I, I think ultimately the problem of university, and, and this is actually a problem that I have with university as a whole, is that it's trying to exist within a bubble in a society where we do have an economy, you do have to make money, right? And I think that, you know, you look at something like Donald Trump, for example, right, who rose because a large proportion of places like the Rust Belt saw this kind of ruling class elite emerge, which they didn't really understand, right? And I think that universities inherently alienate themselves by trying to create a system where they exist outside of the way the rest of society works right so i think sort of from my perspective from from, from sort of like the conversations that i have where i've come from and where i grew up and you know, obviously growing up in a working class family and in a british working class family it sort of looks across like cities like london right you know going off to university in a city like london they're sort of looking at it and they go well why is university free? You know, I paid for this and I paid for that and I paid for the other. Why is it that university exists in this kind of pocket, in this kind of bubble where they think, like, the regular economic system doesn't apply to them, right? So I would argue that just making it free on the basis, and and, I, and again, I do agree with you. I do think there is a, there is merit in, like, you know, being able to go to university, not because you're going to make more money from getting a job, as a result of the degree that you take or something like that, but because you actually want to become better at a skill or set of skills or or experiences that you wouldn't have gained elsewhere, right? But at the end of the day, you've still got to justify that to the wider population. Otherwise, you create these kinds of rifts and these kinds of tensions where people are looking across and they're going, you know, why does university exist in a bubble? Why is it that, you know, there's this group of people that have had their education paid for them, you know, what are they doing, why, why should they, how do they justify that, right? And I think that's the real danger in making university education free without having a clear and strong justification that transcends just the education aspect of it.
2: I think those are some really good points, and I do see what you mean about the um, potential for alienation. And in general, some uh, critiques of uh, university programs that are more theoretical um, or, uh, you know, not necessarily direct, um, directly linked to a specific job yeah. um, is, oh, you know, as a university, are you deluding students sure. with false promises? Sure. Are you telling them that, you know, study whatever sure. you want and don't think about, you know, the economy and your job prospects sure. when really this outside world does exist. Sure. But I would argue that university should be free and not only that, we should have universal basic income this is probably sure. you know this is outside of the scope of just free university but i think that every if everyone's basic needs were taken care of you yeah. know if they had food if they had shelter and they had a bit of disposable income for other expenses yeah. that come up um just you know everyone has that taken the care. society of. would
1: function a lot better
2: it would and yeah. then i think in that society then you can make tuition free and then people yeah already have that basic income to cover their living expenses.
1: And I I think this is the interesting thing, right? Like, you know, university tends to be this fountain of progressive ideas, right? Like, you know, there's a reason that these kind of ideas crop up in places like universities as opposed to, you know, like, I don't know, a building site, for example, right? You know, why is, is, uh, well, trade education is free. Uh, But obviously trade education comes with, you know, the benefit that at the end of it you've got an electrician or a bricklayer or a plasterer or a plumber or something, right? Um, But I think, you know, it's one of those things where, particularly if you don't change the system as a whole, so like the entire economy, the entire makeup, as you say, like, you know, universal basic income is a great fix for that. You struggle to get it to fit... Well, with the rest of the system, right? I think it's one of those things where the change has got to happen somewhere first, and perhaps this is almost a chicken and the egg situation, right, of What's
0: like, up? Hang on, I'm back, guys. It's Meg. <laughs> we're,
1: yeah, we're in the middle. Of, we're in the middle of a real
0: debate, of a
1: raucous debate. debate, over
0: raucous debate, over
1: economics, over universal basic income. Um, over over free tuition. Well it's
0: two minutes, left. Oh
1: my lord. Okay, well I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have free will, I think. <laughs> Anyways, do you wanna take
0: a take a break any?
1: Oh, eat? Yeah. do you want to yeah. stop now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. We're,
0: we're, should
1: we should we say that's time? If you've yeah. got your speech written. Okay,
0: yeah. That's
1: I'll say great. I've written my speech. Yeah. Um and you've already written yours. I'm, okay. I will pause zoom. Did she get heated
0: while i was...
1: I can, there we go. Okay, I've restarted it. The recording is back on. Wow.
0: Okay,
1: uh, well Okay, who's gonna present first? I
0: mean I suppose I suppose um, Adam it should be you and then myself and then and then Caroline so she can kind of see okay. see how it goes. I like it, I like yes. it. I like it. Okay. Should I put it on a timer?
1: Yeah, go on. I don't think I'm going seven and a half minutes, but we'll see.
0: Alright. Go for it.
1: Uh, hello, my name is Adam Green. Um, and today I'm going to be presenting on whether or not university education should be free. Um so I think one of the biggest things to consider in sort of whether or not education should be free is not solely the cost aspect. I think I think the easiest argument from a purely economic perspective against free university education is the cost, right? It's like, oh, well, if we want to educate whatever the 50,000 kids that go to university a year or the 100,000, I don't actually know how many, what is it in count? It's probably like, hundred and fifty two hundred thousand odd kids that go after university. I mean you
0: keep going, I'll give you that number.
1: Um but um you know it, it, the argument is oh well it's gonna cost us whatever ten thousand, twenty thousand, fifty thousand, hundred thousand dollars ahead to provide that education. That's like the the big like argument against free education. But I don't almost think almost one
0: point five million.
1: One point five. Oh, okay, yeah, because that'd be across all three years, yeah, so yeah, five hundred thousand yeah. a year maybe Well, so.
0: four years, right?
1: Yeah, so so probably close to about three hundred twenty-five thousand. Then, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, anyway, that's by the by. The point. The point is, is that you know the the obvious argument against free education, in university is oh, free university education is the economic one. But I don't think that's the only valid one. I don't think it's actually possibly the most important one. Now university is the next stepping stone after high school right mm-hmm. and in most jurisdictions so in the us in the uk and in canada uh it's high school is the last mandatory element of education right sure. so you finish high school and then your requirement to go you, you don't have any requirement to go into university mm-hmm. um there are some jurisdictions where they do require a level of university if you don't go off and get a job uh but in US, the UK, and Canada, to the best of my understanding, they don't. Making university free immediately puts this degree of pressure onto high school students. It says to them, there's this next stepping stone in your education that is available to everyone for you to take. And I think at this point, and, and we had a discussion about this earlier, we really have to ask the question about diversification in education, right? is it really best for the 500,000 or so kids that come out of Canadian high schools every year or the 750,000 kids that come out of UK high schools every year for them to go straight into a university setting, into a university education? I know from personal experience, and I know from, from being in a class of 350 kids, right, in computer science, that not all of them should have been there.
0: And can I just say, Caroline? What was it the largest class that you've ever had? Because the largest class that I've had at U of T had fifteen hundred students. Mm-hmm. That's crazy to me.
2: Okay, Meg. I think you win because I was gonna say <laughs> probably six hundred or seven hundred, but yeah. yeah. fifteen hundred is. Of, I don't a, know if all of them showed up, lot. but that
0: was that was the you know that's yeah. the number it, you know that the yeah. max number and the number that was on all the, all the syllabi whatever.
1: To cap that number off, then. There were 350 kids in my class. By the end of the first semester, that number had dropped 40%. Well, that's exploitation. That's what that is, right? Now, those kids are nine grand out of pocket, nine thousand pounds, which is what, like 16,000 Canadian dollars? Something yeah, 15. like that, 15,000 maybe. Now, obviously, if that was free, if that was free, then yeah, you know, obviously they wouldn't have to burn that cost. And I, I'm, I'm all for that, right? Like, kids should get an opportunity to try and see if it's for them, right? But at the end of the day, the real question is, is why do they need to go and spend six months at university to find out it's not for them? I think that making university education free is going to exert even more pressure on those kinds of students to go on and pursue a university education because now there's no longer... A justification in terms of cost it's no longer oh well I've got to pay for my university education right it's now also this element of well I've got to get these really good grades to go on to university education even though ultimately I want to be a carpenter I want to be an electrician I think the best thing that we could do with the funding that goes into funding university education would be to help kids at high school find the right path for them earlier. Because I can honestly say, you know, going to university, having sat next to those kind of kids, so having sat in a class where I've seen, you know, people I've become really good friends with over the course of eight weeks just vanish overnight. Go back wherever they came from, whatever whatever county they came from, you know, and not come back to university. I can honestly say, like, had they have had another week of a careers council, and when I say a week, I mean, you know, over the course of, year over the course of two years they would not have been in that position they would not have been in a situation where they've gone off and spent a very precious period of their life when they're actually at their sort of peak intelligence their peak intellect their peak ability to absorb and retain information they would not have ended up in a situation where where they were on a course that was not right for them so To sort of underline and to finish and to punchline my argument, Mm -hmm. just to bring it all back, it's not enough to make university education free. If you do that, you could be doing more damage than good. If you want to make university education free, you should, and you should by all means. But don't let that be the end of the fix. Because there are a lot more fundamental flaws and making university education free alone is not going to fix those
0: Hey Adam, I thought this was supposed to be a funny podcast.
1: Well, I'm not drunk.
0: Uh we didn't laugh at all in that one.
1: I know. I got I got really heavy. Maybe yeah. you, maybe you can save us.
0: Well, I'm about to save this episode because um, someone, 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 uh, give me seven and a half minutes.
1: Oh right, yes. Um,
0: also, what's the name of your talk? Uh,
1: university being free would put more pressure on high school students. I'm I'm very upfront.
0: Wow, this is this is almost like um a journalistic
1: Yeah, it's very... Journalistic title. It's, Yeah, it's almost like a debate club.
0: Anti-academic.
1: Anti-academic.
0: Okay. I hope you guys are ready for this one.
1: Okay. All I'm right. so ready.
0: Is the timer on?
1: The timer is on. All
0: right. Hi, uh, my name is Meg, and today I'll be presenting on uh, the topic of free universities. So I'd like to start off actually with a little quote, okay? Um,
1: Mark Twain. <laughs>
0: I see a woman in the night with a baby in her hand. There's an old street light near a garbage can, near a garbage can. And now she put the kid away and she's gone to get a hit. She hates her life and what she's done to it. There's one more kid that'll never go to school, never get to fall in love, never get to be cool. Keep on rocking in the free world. Keep on rocking in the free world. Keep on rocking in the free world and keep on rocking in the free world. Um, That was stanza two. And the chorus from, um, of course, Neil Young's uh, Keep on Rocking in the Free World. (laughs) I'd like to now segue into the title of my talk, Rocking in the Free World, Free Universities and the Free University of Berlin, where I talk about the notion of freedom and uh, free costs and free living. (laughs) So what do I mean by well, what does Neil Young mean by free world when he says free world, right? It's not, of course...
1: Canadian singer-songwriter. Itself. Canadian <laughs>
0: singer-songwriter Neil Young. Of course, Mr. Young does not mean, uh, you know, without, without like, pecuniary like expenditure, right? What he means, and this is what Wikipedia says, the free world is a propaganda term primarily used during the Cold War of 1942 to 1999 to refer to the Western bloc. It broadly refers to all non-communist countries. OK, so like obviously it was used a lot in the United States. It's used a lot in Canada. Sure. So, for instance, George H.W. Bush, right, the president of the United States, during the fall of communism,
1: Bush one,
0: Bush won, um, was described as the leader of the free world. Dwight Eisenhower said in 1958, but remember, we have differences with all our allies around the world, um, but the reason we call it free world is because each nation in it wants to remain independent under its own government and not under some dictatorial form of government. What's really interesting is that a couple of years ago when Angela Merkel um, met Donald Trump, um, oh, ar- yes. <laughs> ironically, that meeting was called the leader of the free world meets Donald Trump. So a bit, of, a, a bit yeah. of the movement in terms of yeah. where the free world is, um, Especially is located. Especially
1: for an East German woman.
0: There you go. Well, what I'd like to do now is, speaking of Angela Merkel, is to predominantly talk about uh, her country. Um, I'll begin with a little information about the Free University of Berlin.
1: Did you know that Angela Merkel has a PhD in chemistry?
0: Yes, I do, actually, yes. Um, and the reason why it's called the Free University of Berlin also called an English FU, uh, which I think is pretty funny, mm-hmm. is because it was founded in West Berlin in 1948 um, during the Cold War. And it was called that because it was supposed to be owned and kind of um, funded and managed by countries of then the free world. And so that's why they actually have a department or like a part of the university named after Benjamin Franklin. Oh, my Lord. Isn't that so interesting? Like, all of them, I was, like, looking through them, the different campuses and, you know, libraries and areas. And, um, you know, it's all German, 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 German. And, of course, and then there's one called Benjamin Franklin. Franklin. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I I always thought that was really funny because, you know, that's kind of a... The the name of Free University of Berlin, right, is obviously that, that word free is more so connoting, you know, this kind of Cold War legacy, right? But... What is very interesting, Caroline, I'm sure you can attest to this since you spent some time studying in Germany, is that Germany has, to an extent, a free uh, university program, right? Sure.
2: Yes, it does. Yeah.
0: Um, and so, for instance, in 2014, and I'm getting this from topuniversities.com, Germany's oh. 16 states abolished tuition fees for undergraduate students at all public German universities. And this means currently... Um, uh, Let's see, as of when? As of 2021. Um, let's see. Both domestic and international undergraduate students at public universities and Germany can study for free. Isn't that so interesting? That's interesting. With, you know, like it's very, very small costs here and there, right? In terms administrative of like, administrative fees yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. But, you know, for instance, in Canada, right, we have some uh, four figure, maybe five figure. Um, fees per year for for students to attend you know these big-name universities in the u.s. It can go up to six figures right sometimes if you add it all up for the four years or five years almost seven figures right Um, in in Germany you're you're really not getting anywhere close to that sure Um, at the moment and this kind of relates to what we were talking about maybe during the research session is the Funding doesn't uh, or lack of lack of payment doesn't include other costs of living, right? So, For instance, like food, clothing, transportation, internet, right? And and media technologies, study and work material, leisure activities. Um, And they, you know, there are parts of the German government that are trying to work towards truly making the act of studying at a university in Germany to be um, a fully compensated kind of activity, right? Um, and this, you know, does only apply to undergraduate students, but I, you know, I would say that for graduate studies, to some extent, it does get very much funded. So I can see that, you know, my time is coming to an end. Um, obviously, my talk does; it is only tangentially re- related. But I do think it's interesting, right, that like, you know, here in, uh, in the case of Germany, both, you know, a couple decades ago and in the present day, we, we see it as being this locus of the notion of freedom, right, both in terms of its kind of political roots, right, this this very, like, mid-20th century flavor of, you know, a democratic versus a dictatorial kind of um, system, and then gradually moving towards um, uh, transitioning to a financial notion of freedom where people, regardless of whether or not they're German citizens, can study and pursue undergraduate programs there uh without worrying about very very large costs thank you pow wow. pow I, I love it
1: i love it so it's, it's a i i'm just imagining like when when the berlin wall went up in the 1940s like like they were like you know what we'll build a university right on the edge of it so that these germans can see that we have universities
2: nice. and freedom and, and freedom. freedom
0: don't forget about the <laughs> is crazy isn't it right like it, it's not a coincidence that one of the first things that they built after yeah. the end of the second world war was a university that sure. they called the free university right i don't yeah
1: i think it's interesting as well because it, it just got me thinking when you were talking about obviously like the german state working towards like covering stuff like cost of living covering stuff like technology stuff like that it, it did get me thinking about you know reframing the student experience as this thing of you know you don't go off and pay to be a student but rather you're paid to be a student mm-hmm. right like should a student should like an undergraduate student be a salary position
0: I and I do want to clarify that in um, Germany and in other parts of Europe and around the world this is a very kind of non-North American or English experience yeah uh there aren't as many uh I think folks who who pursue like
1: yeah you
0: know, a, a, what we know as a university kind of um trajectory so
1: i think this is the thing that maybe slips through the net whenever you talk about free education in yeah. the uk so up until 2010 education in the uk cost three thousand pounds a year which was i mean you know it wasn't tuition free right but it was the kind of number that was very affordable right it was this kind of and then there were maintenance grants that you could apply for that basically covered that for you right um and those were grants not loans Pay yeah, well. and it's interesting because um the numbers that went to university were a lot lower back then mm-hmm. right because there was caps on the number of students that universities could actually take right obviously when tuition fees went up to their sort of now nine thousand, ten thousand pounds a year that you pay for university now tuition uh, the student caps disappeared you mm-hmm. have as many students as you wanted right yeah. um so tuition fees in the uk did open university up to a l- large group of people right yeah not necessarily for better or for worse but it did open up yeah. a large
0: group caroline people. you studied in, in in germany for for the summer i mean like did you did you get to like interact with a lot of like german students what was your kind of notion because i find the german system just absolutely fascinating
2: yeah i'm glad that you mentioned universities in germany meg because i was going to bring that up and um so I actually didn't interact with a lot of um, undergraduate students uh, when I was in Germany, but um, I was uh, working in um, one of the labs at the University of Tübingen, and so I interacted with a lot of graduate students, and actually there were a lot of graduate students from different countries, so um, not necessarily german and they really love the fact that it was um, that it was free it just makes it more accessible and in germany that's the norm right yeah. so i think it's interesting thinking about this conversation we're having and how um the the norm societally within north america well within canada and the us and um, england and and many other countries is that universities just really expensive. But in Germany, um, it's just, uh, you know, if you want to go to university, like cost shouldn't be a barrier. And so I I think um, it's also a draw for some international students as well, because if university is really expensive in their home country, well, obviously it still costs money to relocate. But if they're able to do their their studies for basically free, um, then better than spending tens of thousands of dollars right well
0: what does it mean that it costs maybe less for you to relocate to a different country for your education than it costs to be in your own country right um and and actually us discussing this in this episode maybe coming out relatively soon um is actually very timely because in the united states right now not only has biden refused to um cancel large amounts of student debt but is is working towards ending the pause on the student payment um, uh, plans, meaning that it's going to continue to put a lot of people in um, very, very, very stupid amounts yeah. of debt because of interest too, right? So like, sure, it's just, yeah. it's, it's a very timely topic. Um, but anyway, Caroline, let's move on to yes, you. <laughs> let's get our third talk. Yeah.
2: Okay, thank you. Well, I have a lot of thoughts about this. Um I think that there's so many benefits to making university free. I think it makes it much more accessible to people financially. And also, it, um, I think it would do a lot for the mental health of students, not only in university, but starting in high school or even before that, because if, especially if we look at the um, admissions system, well, The university system the mission systems uh in place in the u.s you have to do this whole song and dance you know people are very worried about like doing the right activities the common app their grades standardized testing this and that and um because a lot of universities are so expensive and um the fact that scholarships are often um uh quote-unquote merit-based but of course there you know it's easier when you have the, the financial resources and so you know, what's really merit and what is um, um, privilege or, or lack thereof. And so it puts a lot of students under this immense amount of pressure to get scholarships so that they're even able to access university. And again, you know, that's not, that's not um, really fair to, to people who maybe don't have the same amount of access to opportunities or um, who do not have uh, the, you know, socioeconomic privilege that will allow them to um, have access to a bunch of, quote unquote, impressive activities. And so I think by making university free, it's a lot more accessible. It, it places less of a uh, pressure and burden on even high school students. And then when you get to university as well, um, it's, it's so expensive. And so um, a lot of students have to work part time and perhaps uh, many, many hours. And so that can be really stressful. And also um, students may feel like trapped because, you know, if, if they spent a lot of money and time investing in their education and then they might feel like, oh, well, I, I can't um, switch my major now because then I have to spend more years in school. That's more money. Um, and so I think people may become stuck in uh, career paths or um, education paths to careers uh, that they don't actually want. Whereas if it were free, then say you'd take like one semester of, um, I don't know, like engineering courses, and then you realize it's not for you. And then no big deal. You just uh, switch and do something else. So I think that it would just make it a lot more accessible for people. Um, and also it can make it easier for people to go back to school later in life. So for instance, if, um, if, if someone has... Uh, been raising their kids and and they've been busy with that or they've just had other things come up in life that prevented them from being able to uh, attend university Um, then if later in life say they they decide they want to go to school and learn something new they're able to do that and they don't have to think about oh the debt that they're going to take on and and the financial burden of that
0: that's a really good point because like so often we forget that, or so often do we associate university to be this very like teenage and early 20s Yeah, it's a
1: coming of age kind of thing.
0: Exactly. Versus, you know, how easy is it for, you know, people who uh, maybe in in their youth uh, didn't, either didn't see university as very important or weren't in the conditions that made university like a possibility, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. I, I think um, that's exactly it. And so if also if people want to switch careers mid uh, midlife, then having university be free makes it a lot easier for them to just pivot. And also, um, aside from breaking down barriers to accessing education, um, it would just be of a social benefit to society to have a more educated Educated population. So, um, even looking at the COVID nineteen pandemic right now, like there's a lot of information floating around, and um, a lot of it is just uh, due to the fact that people haven't, um, you know, read up on um, on viruses or e- even the basics of of like um, epidemiology. epidemiology. yeah. Um, so, it would be of a benefit to society for for people to just have more general knowledge. Education has been linked to better health outcomes, um, to better um, economic outcomes for people, and just is—it's beneficial to have the population know about things. And um, it would also just help to to have a more diversified workforce. And there's um, more. There's going to be more people who have uh, the different skills that are needed, or if there's a shortage in a certain. skills that it'd be easier for people to go back to school or, or go to school and um and train for those jobs. So even um again like during the pandemic, obviously <laughs> it's it's a tough situation and there's many factors involved. But if it were more accessible for people to um go to school and and uh and take courses that would allow them to enter um a healthcare profession and uh the If there's a big need for that you know there's also the factor of having uh, the motivation to to go and pursue that field of study but just having it be more accessible financially i think could help um, to motivate a lot more people to uh to learn about uh different topics and and obtain the skills that are needed um by society so i just think that it would be really socially beneficial to have Um, a more educated and uh, skilled population. And um, am I doing okay on time? Yeah, you got one
0: minute left.
2: All right. Um, So the last thing I will say is that according to (laughs) Statistica, there are 2.9 million students who studied tuition-free at universities and colleges in Germany in 2018. So, you know, Germany has free university, essentially. Um, France, Sweden, and some other countries, they have, um, you know, Essentially, for university, and so it's not like it hasn't been done before. It's just um, a matter of priorities for um, how the government's going to allocate its financial resources.
0: That's completely true, and um, I mean, I'll, I'll just pause your time there. You have about like thirty seconds left, but um, it is interesting, right? Because I know that, for instance, in the UK, you know, Welsh students who decide to study in Wales, and
1: and Scottish students,
0: yeah, and Scottish students who study in Scotland um, will either have. A very, 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 uh, re- like, reasonable, manageable. I think manageable, it's still 3, um, But I, if I'm not mistaken, because I have this Welsh friend who told me, like, Welsh people who study in Wales and incorporate the Welsh language into their studies, oh, do, get it for free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and just like, you know, if I'm not mistaken, in Canada, if you um, study part of your education in French, right, or, or certainly, if I'm not mistaken, um, I think Indigenous students also qualify for uh, discount, discounts basically yeah. in terms of their tuition uh, or subsidies maybe discount is, is a little too uh, I
1: think,
0: uh, yeah. industry driven.
1: I think, I think the thing as well with university and I think sort of maybe the big myth around the cost of making university three is this notion that obviously you know you pay that much per head right so whatever it is right Spend five grand a year as a university student, right? It doesn't actually cost five grand a year to run that course, right? You know, and and, you know, you've just mentioned it, right? You had 1500 kids in one of your classes, you had 700, I've had 350. Yeah, if they put 10 students in that class, that's enough to be able to cover the cost of running it, right? Exactly. So, I think there's this kind of myth that you know, if you put 300 kids into university, it's going to cost you know. 300 times how much tuition fees is at the moment and the answer is it's not right it's just not
0: and you know what like i'm not afraid to to put my institution on blast especially because the student workers are going on a strike right now and i am participating in that um but you know a school like columbia right in the city of new york has an endowment of several billions right and and actually is one of the only institutions that uh whose president didn't receive a pay cut and in fact earned money during the pandemic right and and so like you know these there are institutions making a, a just a crazy amount of money um i i get what you're saying is that it it's not all through like student um student payments and stuff like that but like i mean it's it's crazy these like the,
1: I, I the think... amount
0: of money and and profit that they generate
1: i think it's interesting as well because you know, I remember sort of when I was uh, at my time in sort of student journalism stuff, we actually did Freedom of Information request 27 of the top universities in the UK to see if any of them actually had a cost breakdown for their courses, mm. right? So could you actually tell us, if a student spends nine grand a year yeah, and, yeah. on their degree, where's that money going? Sure. You know, how much of it's staffing costs? How much of it is equipment costs? And... Not a single one of them had this like itemized notion, yeah. which means that this whole sort of notion of, well, you pay tuition fees and that covers your cost of is a myth. It's, it's a crazy. myth.
0: Okay. Right? Well, on that lamentful uh, tone. Okay. This is the point, Caroline, I forgot to tell you about this, where we have to, we have to vote on whose presentation we like best.
1: Oh, look. Basically. Caroline's got to play favorites now. Yeah. Um. Do you want to go first? Though? Okay. Go?
0: Well, I, you know, what's really interesting is even though both of you kind of took, uh, kind of very different approaches to it, I think more or less what you guys were saying was exactly the same, the same, exactly the same right? Which is that, you know, young people should be allowed uh, kind of less pressure to, young people shouldn't have to make decisions that will literally put them in debt for the no. rest of their lives, basically, right? Like they, and, and folks who maybe, are not necessarily very young should be allowed more accessibility and freedom to to spend to spend and pursue educations you know if they want to right yeah. with less with less difficulty so um, I'm gonna choose I'm gonna choose Caroline oh uh, yeah. thanks Meg yeah because you got because you uh, I don't know why but I'm gonna choose Caroline
1: because i being contrarian yeah
0: exactly
1: um yeah no I mean. I, I sort of want to echo those thoughts as well. I think, I think you made a lot more of a cogent point. I think you were a lot more concise in what you were saying. I think I was a little bit sort of meandering, sort of briefly. I think what was really interesting and what, what did get me thinking in your talk as well is this notion of like, you know, dropping in and out of university. Because I think, and sort of, no matter where you study, whether you study in Canada, whether you study in the UK, whether you study in the US, there's still ultimately this very course like notion of university, yeah. right? You come here. You do three or four years, and you come out the other end with a bachelor's or a master's or whatever, right? And, you know, I think that's sort of detrimental to education, right? Because ultimately, if you think to all of the modules modules that you study at the university, everyone here, right? How many of those modules do you actually use, right? None of them. None of them. No, but it's true, right? Right? Like... Maybe you've picked up some skills in some, or maybe there's one or two that you sort of like, the the skills that you gained in them, you don't use those skills anymore, but you've built on those and that's that's sort of where your careers come from, right? But so much university is just this framework to like, you've got to do this module, you've got to do that module, and that's a mandatory credit, and that's a mandatory credit, right? And I do love this notion of, what if you could just go to university and do a module and learn about that? And, you know, you don't necessarily get a degree in it, but you are now more knowledgeable, not because, not well, maybe because you're required to, but because also you want to be. You want to know about that thing. Um, so I do think there's this, this really interesting notion there that I think you maybe only just briefly touched on there, but this idea of university being this dip your toe in kind of situation. Um so anyway, to summarise, I've chosen Caroline. Love that.
2: Wow, thank you, Adam. I mean,
0: technically, that makes you the
1: winner. But Caroline, we should also hear you. Yeah, we should hear um, just, you know, to, your, just to just to see vote. who your favorite is.
2: Okay, well, I am not picking favorites here, but I will choose no. Meg because <laughs> <laughs> I think <laughs> Aww, thanks, because Caroline. because I enjoyed that that history as well. Thank um, you of the Free University of Berlin, and I learned some things I didn't know before, and just the. Um, you know the reasons why it was named the way that it was and uh, yeah just what our notions of freedom are I thought you were going to go down
1: like a free speech anti-woke no, path I wasn't, for a second I wasn't, I
2: wasn't.
1: <laughs> when I you're like it. the notion of free universe I was like uh oh
2: oh yeah, yeah if I, exactly
0: yeah not that kind of like uh, freedom <laughs> yeah something should not be free
2: <laughs> oh, oh man <laughs>
1: sorry it, Sne- sneeze on the yeah. track there we go i try and try and get away from the mic all Um, right
0: i mean that that'll do it that
1: concludes our podcast yeah should we wrap up
0: we should but before we sign things off caroline do you have any like social media or you know whatever yeah
2: professional profiles you want to plug plug. i do have social media it is all private (laughs) i do not want (laughs) anyone (laughs) tracking what i am doing
1: in my own time caroline does
0: not want Anyone to know that she is doing this podcast? Her
1: name is not even Caroline. Yeah, actually, it
0: this—yeah, it's actually not her real name, yeah. and that's not her real voice either. This is being carefully engineered by Adam to exactly. uh, to prevent to to protect the complete anonymity of this character.
1: Anyway, we'd like to thank our guest Henrietta. Yeah, oh, <laughs> Caroline. Caroline. Oh no, there was
2: a slip there. Yeah, you got to edit that out, Adam. <laughs> yeah. Um, or is your name Adam? Is, yeah, exactly. Hey <laughs> who, who are <laughs> these three hosts?
1: Anyway, um, it's been um, once again great talking to all of you, uh, and obviously. Uh this Week we've been talking about free university. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode or uh, you want to find more episodes that we've recorded, uh, you just need to hop onto your favorite podcast service, whether that's um, Spotify, whether that's Google Podcast, whether that's Apple Podcasts, you just punch in Live and the Viva Voce. You want to find us on Twitter, you can just find us at Live and Viva, uh, it's L I V I N, uh, V I V A. Uh, if you want to find us on Facebook, just punch in Live and the Viva Voce, you'll find us there. We're the ones with the um. I think we're dro- right. yeah we're, we're, uh... we're the intoxicated phd students
0: Exactly. yeah
1: the, the, with the little waterboards and yes. their heads. um anyway until next week i've been Adam,
2: i've been meg and i've been caroline and i just want to say to get the last word and what, thank the- you <laughs> oh no she's
0: going to go off it the-
1: oh no, <laughs> no. bye